<laughs> Are we recording? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was like waiting for you to be like, okay. <laughs> now I felt like um, I was just ready to go straight into it. I know where I'm going today right, for okay. once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Do you know what? I feel really like calm. I mean, I don't know if calm is the right word. So basically, I was made redundant for my job. Um, but then I've been busy with all sorts of other stuff. But like... I was talking to my therapist about it the other day and I think I've reached a point in my sobriety now where um, I feel different because I'm six months, two weeks into it now. And I think I've come to terms with not having to be an entertainer for everybody all the time. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. That's so weird. Do you think sobriety has helped with that? completely yeah like I feel now like I was thinking the reason it came up and the reason I spoke to my therapist about it was that I feel recently I've been really conscious of like oh my god am I becoming like the boring one because I'm not I feel like I'm not like like super loud and crazy recently and then I've kind of worked out that it's not that it's just that I don't feel like performative anymore yeah as much i'm sure like in a social setting i'm still going to be same old me and i'm like on this and all of that but just day to day i just feel weirdly quiet now yeah i think that's fine though and yeah it just it's exhausting being like that all the time so you must feel well rested (laughs) yeah i do yeah how are you are you okay yeah i'm good I'm good. I don't, yeah, <laughs> you know, you're like, where do I elaborate? No, I'm just, yeah, I'm definitely good. Um, you're good? Yeah. Good. <laughs> um, I've obviously been looking at like places to move and stuff, but you've, you moved, um, was it last month or the month before? Yeah. So I moved, I think it's pretty much a month ago to the day. Um, cause I, I haven't been on any episodes for the last month. Have I? I've, yeah, I, I moved, um, it's a weird setup, basically, like the, what I'm doing is a bit unorthodox, I guess. So I've basically moved in order to be able to move again. Okay. So I was so sick of my old place. I was so over living there. I just hated it. And I was in the process of setting up this charity and I would just felt so unfocused and unhappy in my in my, my living environment that I decided, okay, I just need to move because me and my boyfriend are planning to move in together in a kind of like August time. Um, and then a friend of mine got in contact, kind of was kind of serendipitous really. A friend of mine got in contact with me. Um, and serendipitous. She, <laughs> and she, I know that's a great word, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Yeah, and she um, has taken over. It, it's also the woman who does my hair. She's my friend. And she, the people who own the salon that I've got had my hair done at for years, they've moved to Asia. And they've got this gorgeous house in East London. And she's my hairdresser, my friend. She's moved in. And she was like, oh, there's, a, there's another room here. Like, why don't you just come and live here? So I thought, well at least I'll be able to focus because my you, you, you've been to my old place, hadn't you? Yeah. Oh my God, how loud was it? It's just almost like all of the floors are wooden, are they not? And yeah, there's so and, much traffic outside your window. 
Oh my god, my old place was directly opposite the ho- the the, uh, the hospital and above a fruit and veg market. <laughs> so my goodness, it was just constant like EastEnders enjoyment. every day. Yeah, but not even just during the day because of the uh, the hospital. It was ambulances all night, and I didn't actually realise how much I was absorbing the noise. And now I've moved to this place, and it's silent it's so quiet here it's only um a couple of stops away from my old place um on the tube but it's just this gorgeous big house with loads of space and quiet and i feel really different here so i've moved here and then um alex and i will be moving in together in a probably about a month maybe a month and a half why so alex isn't with you no, so Alex is still at his current place, which is um, South East. Oh, and he's in my ends. Yeah, he lives in Greenwich. Oh, this, yeah. Yeah, not quite my ends, but yeah. Yeah, well, he lives in Greenwich. And um, yeah, so I I split a lot of my time at his though. Like I'm probably at his for just shy of half of the week. I'm there a lot. Um, and he comes here. We just got the baby parrot as well. So I'm, I go to his more so because I just want to be with the baby all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we got a baby parrot called Noah. Oh, my God. And most, like, parents are, like, looking forward to their children talking. But you're just like, oh, my God, the parrot's saying the same thing again and again. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I'd want to be a parrot mum. But I swear <laughs> to God, this parrot has opened my heart. I can already see it on MTV. Parrot, the real parrot mums of, <laughs> of the real parrot mums of Bethnal Green. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he's such a little angel. I just love him, and it kind of suits my life too, doesn't it? Just to have something really weird like a parrot as a pet. You know, like yeah. there's me, it's and then my boyfriend. Point. Yeah, for sure. My boyfriend's this hench bodybuilder with tattoos all over his face, and then we've just got a little baby parrot flying around us. I mean, you're ticking all of the minority boxes. My goodness, honey. Yes, I am. <laughs> That's so, oh my God, I really thought you guys had moved in together. I was all going to be like, oh, what is it like living with a boy? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I could probably already tell you that just from the amount of time that we spend together. But I, I, I'm not with him 24-7 at the moment. He did say to me last night, because Alex is really weird. He's got lots of odd little quirks and traits that you wouldn't necessarily think that he had. And um, we were talking about it. And then he, was, he said, you know, you're just as weird as me. Uh, and he reckons that I'm like a weirdo to be around all the time as well so i guess we're all weird but i've got just got such a fear of it like i don't living with a man yeah i think it's just that you know when you're like oh my god they're literally gonna see what i'm like every day on my own they're gonna see me at my absolute worst and then that thought is just scary because i'm like when they see it they're gonna be like whoa (laughs) no i'm not you know what's a running theme i think we spoke about this when i went to prague was i was scared of him hearing me douche in the other room do you remember that i do yeah i I can't forget it and that's going to be my life now. The, I'm going to live in con- <laughs> constant fear of, of of him hearing my douche water hit the pan. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot less rational fear than like, sharks, I guess. Yeah, I'm just going to live in fear of him hearing my chunks. Yeah, I always be on a liquid diet for the next decade. Oh my god, hun! I'm going to be sponsored by bloody Heinz soup. Cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Hind soup. 
<laughs> oh no, no, the douche water's all red now. Oh, not the one. Not but you know, I mean, I've, like I say, like, just, I, I'm, I'm definitely ready to live with Alex now. It was the right thing for me to move here for the tranquility. But mm. now I currently feel like I'm living in limbo because I'm wait. We, we've found a new place, but because of all the, the offices being closed to get the ball rolling, um, like we are waiting to confirm it. So it's, it's probably going to confirm right at the end of this month. So around the 29th or the 30th. And then after that, it'll take six weeks to go through. So yeah, but I, I did say to him yesterday, I said, I think maybe it would be best if I just move into his place for a little bit, because otherwise I'm going to end up paying an excess of rent. Yeah. So I think I'll probably move to his next month. Um. But yeah, no, I, I mean, I love his place too. It's super, his, his place is super quiet too. It's it's really nice. Um, so when you're actually going to move in together, yeah. are there like, do you have any like, so to, the things he was saying were like, you're weird to live with. What are those things? What What is your like? Um, your, you I think I'm definitely weird to sleep near. We have a lot of sleep stories that come up between he and I because I... I'm basically like a fully functioning person whilst I'm asleep, like talking, moving around, doing things. Last night I woke up and I was um, just stroking his face, like full flat palm stroking his face like he was a dog. Oh my God. Um, you need to meditate. I, babe, I need to medicate. <laughs> <laughs> that might um, help. So, um, yeah, I, I think um, sleeping around me must be really annoying because I have full conversations and I'm a proper weird sleeper. Um, but, but I feel like that's the kind of thing where it's like, okay, that's, that's just part of her. That's quite endearing. She can't help that. What are like the things that you would do when you were alone that now you're suddenly like, oh, <laughs> is oh this going to be like... I felt like when they um, spoke about the the secret single behaviour on Sex in the City, all of those were all cute. Like, she was like, oh, I just stand in the kitchen and cleanse my cuticles or whatever. And then she's like, oh, I look in the mirror at my paws. I'm like, you must do weirder what? shit than that. Or like more, like, not gross, but you know when you're just like, I definitely wouldn't do this. Um, I, this is, this is me admitting something that I hate about that. Um, and I, I told Alex about it quite early on. What's the I was confession, like, honey? This is the confession. I'm a little bit of a nose picker. Oh, are you? Yeah, I've got fingers proper rammed up my nostrils. I'm terrible. <laughs> but do you know what? Sometimes there's ones where it's like you just have to get it with your finger. Yeah, I mean, not, not even the difficult ones, the easy ones too. The fingers are just straight <laughs> up there, right up my snout. <laughs> <laughs> But I've got really, really tiny nostrils. I've got a really small nose and really small nostrils. So it's only the little fingers that can get there. Alex's nose, I can fit my thumbs up his nose. It's wild. Yeah, I can fit my thumbs up my nose. Can you? Oh, yeah, I bet you can. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I'm a bit of a nose picker. And then I I am... um, I shower for a really long time. And I know this from, because I've, I've lived obviously with people over the years. I can shower for up to 45 minutes. Oh. Um, so I think that annoys people to live with me. But apart from that, I think I'm super, I'm super, I'm, I'm very independent. So I think I'm probably super easy to live with. Like I don't depend on anybody to do anything for me. Oh my God. No, that is the worst when somebody's just like, 
all up in your space, especially if it's like a flatmate who you've just met. Do you know what I mean? Or a flatmate that you don't like. Oh God, even worse. Do you know the ones that are really bad when somebody's just annoying, but they're not a horrible person and you're like, Mm -hmm. I can't even be a fucking cunt to you because you're still nice. I just, you get on my tits. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, we've all lived. I actually, not in the flat I just came from, before I lived in the flat that I just came from, you went to my old place too. Do you remember my house in Holland Park and I lived there for like six years? Yeah, the one where you did my Halloween makeup. Yeah, where you were so drunk that you fell asleep while I was doing your makeup. Oh my God, yes. Oh my God, you were so annoying. I kept slapping you and making you wake up when you were having your makeup done. God, that's years ago now, isn't it? That must be about four years ago. Yeah. But do you know what? It was so nice to just be able to like relax and be like, okay, somebody else is doing the makeup because I find doing it myself, it's so, you have to proper concentrate and... Oh yeah, you were a nightmare to do it on. You just went straight to sleep. (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The woman that I lived with there, I mean, she's dead now, rest her soul. Um, (laughs) Yeah, um, she died. But um, that woman who I lived with, um, she was so nice, like so nice, but my God, just like stop talking to me and leave me alone. She would find any reason. I mean, I, I lived Wait, with this her. Wait, this is the one who's dead? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I lived with her for six years and um, she would find any reason <laughs> to come into my room and talk to me. Any reason. She'd buy new hand soap and she'd knock on the door to let me know that she'd bought new hand soap. And then she'd come in and sit on the side of the bed and she'd just sit there talking. <laughs> Holy shit, you used to drive me wild. So what I used to do <sighs> was um when she'd come in, I'd just automatically start like pottering around the room, like, oh, cleaning this, tidying that, rah, rah, rah. And then I go, oh, listen, I've 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 got to call my mum. Like, I have to. I have to call her. I told her I would call her now just to make a living. Right now. <laughs> yeah, and then she'd be like, oh, put her on speaker. I'll say hello. I'll be like, get out. Oh, my God. No. Yeah, just like not knowing the time to shut up and leave me alone is probably the biggest hate I could have in somebody yeah. that I live with. Because I outwardly, I'm very loud. But um, when I'm, like, on my downtime, I'm very, very quiet. Right, that's like me. yeah. It's, it's, you need to be to like, you're like, yeah, I am recuperating all of my energy that I have to give the people it's the balance. next time I go out. Yeah, it's balance. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's like that saying about being an extroverted introvert. I think that's definitely the case with a lot of our circle is like this huge character, but actually you're quite quiet and sensitive. Yeah. And um, they do say that most, like, if you're a very outgoing person when you're out anyway, that you prefer to be alone on your downtime. Yeah. So maybe that just means like you and Alex won't really get on each other's fucking nerves because you've quit drinks, so you're not that uh, crazy person all the time. So you don't. Oh need my to god, for sure. I mean, we go around there. So uh, when we're together, I'll be I'll be around at his, and we can go hours and hours without saying anything to each other. We can sit on our phones. Go. We can sit in separate rooms, eat separately, and it's just there, there's not a massive dependency on each other to entertain one another, which is really handy. Oh, see, that's what I need with somebody where it can just be like, because do you know what? As much as I uh, do want something serious with somebody, I do love my alone time. And mm-hmm. you know when it just makes you question, you're like, have I been alone it's so long that now that is all I know how to do? But... Maybe, because you don't know your, your what your relationship dynamic will be for now, do you? Like maybe mm. you just work that out. Have you, um, where, 
So you're looking to move, are you looking to live alone or are you going to move in with somebody? I, I was going to move in with somebody and then I think I was just like, fuck this shit, I'm going to live alone. How are you going to manage to live alone in London? <laughs> I'm just going to buy somewhere. Are you? Yeah, I'm just going to put a deposit down on like a one bedroom flat. Um, It won't really be in the area where I wanted to live, which was like Canary Wharf. Um, But do you know what? At the end of the day, I would just, I feel like as a Capricorn, I just really need that security. And that's just like the best way for me to get it, I think. I think that's a brilliant idea. You're going to have to move to zone 12 to get it, though. Yeah. (laughs) It might be like zone three, but I'm like, that's fine. I can hack it because... Zone three is fine. Yeah, totally. Zone three is still London. I reckon anything outside of that, though, it it becomes like the fucking home counties because... Zone three includes places that you wouldn't even think were, were were as far out as zone three. You know, like they only changed Stratford to be zone two for the Olympics. Before that was zone three. Yeah, but Stratford so, is fucking far out though. Not for me. Stratford's one stop away from me now. <laughs> uh, I'm saying this as the advocate to it, only because I am technically the border of zone two and three. So I'm like, yeah, zone three. Before yeah. I moved here, I had never lived outside of zone one. That's what I mean. I'm technically now I'm borderline zone three and four. Yeah, you've said that to me before. That's mental yeah. to me. But I mean, now I'm one of you, so I can't judge too much. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to notice, Danny, the grinder is despicable. <laughs> oh, well, thank God I'm not bloody on it, darling. <laughs> well, that's oh, one of your, um, one of the secret single behaviours that he won't have to say, sitting on grinder for four hours. <laughs> the rotisserie <laughs> you know of what? men coming not- through the door. <laughs> I do not miss that. Oh my goodness! I was saying, I was actually talking about it to my friend Holly um, earlier on. Um, we were. I, I messaged her because she had been posting on Instagram about needing to clear out her phone memory because she's in, she was in a position that I found my I found myself in. Now I look at my fo- my phone has stopped backing itself up because I've got fifty nine thousand images on my phone. Um, and I said, oh, wow, that's a lot. I thought I was a lot. I'm at 20. No, I'm on 59,000 photos okay, wow. and videos. So um, I was talking to Holly about it earlier and I was like, I couldn't even tell you the percentage of that memory that's probably <coughs> pictures and videos of guys wanking. <laughs> I've probably got <laughs> hundreds of photos of dicks on my phone. Hundreds? Oh, if not more. Like out of 59,000, I reckon you've got more than that. I reckon, I, 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 if I was going to place money on it, I would say somewhere in between 1,000 and 1,500. Okay, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, I reckon, probably, but... but How many that, are yours? That... <laughs> <laughs> You're a cunt. <laughs> um, but, you know, like... When I think about that, I'm like, God, I really need to like find a way to get rid of all of that because the idea of sitting on bloody dating apps now, I mean, I I know I'm speaking through the whole relationship lens, but Christ, I can't even imagine being bothered to do that now. <laughs> Got a little police car there for... <laughs> oh, yeah, that was the police coming to find me, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I know what you mean, but, but even I've been thinking like lately... Um, I, I am. I do still use the apps, obviously, but I'm just. I am really rooting this whole meeting people in real life thing. Well, that's bloody hard at the moment, darling. It is, but 
you know what? I was in Soho Square the other day and there was like groups of people, obviously at a distance, but still, I'm like, if I can allure someone over with my eyes, then... (laughs) How easy do you find it to go up to people out and about? So this is the thing. I This is what I've like kind of been not working on recently, but I've just been thinking about it a lot. And um, I think where I used to smoke a lot so much all the time, uh, that definitely damaged like my confidence in that sense. I was never comfortable speaking to boys anyway, but I just... You mean smoking weed? Yeah. Okay, cool. I I thought you meant cigarettes. I was like, why did your breath stink? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it just makes makes me more introverted than I normally would be, per se. And um, yeah, and then I was saying like more recently, I've just ha- been having feelings of like, like just, you know, when you'll be like, oh my God, I, I literally forgot who the fuck I was for a minute. Yeah, for sure. And so I've been making kind of like that concerted effort to, um, to, to be more outgoing when it comes to men. And even when it's just, for example, like little things, it, it is important obviously to make eye contact. But mm-hmm. for me, I almost felt like I was working from the ground up. And so... To look a guy in the eyes, even that was too much at first because... Really? Just for the point of, like, if you look a guy in the eyes and then the guy kind of looks at you and then looks away and then that's it, even that's a bit like, oh, okay, like, you get a bit deterred because you're like, I don't know if that's the word, but... No, you can feel deterred by it. Like, it's it's not, it's almost, it's not repulsing you, but it sends it's a message. Like, well, it's just that it's like it's not really working. So it's a bit like, oh, okay, it's like a bit like, an, oh, a bit of another knockback type of thing. Um, even though that doesn't doesn't mean anything, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but then, so so I just started with complete strangers, whether they're male, female, um, attractive, tall, short, whatever. And I just just like, get the eye contact going. Get the eye contact, give them a little smile, and then it's just like, hey, I'm just smiling at you because we're both surviving Corona. It's like nothing serious. <laughs> Why are you not wearing a mask? Yeah, <laughs> I was smizing. You were smizing. Okay, yeah. sure. Um, I mean, I it, I think it's probably harder sober than it is drunk. Obviously, when you're drunk, but again, that when when if you're in the situation where everyone's drunk, the motives are very different. So I think you've caught. Yeah, I think you putting in the kind of mental work to break down those barriers. Would be in, would enable you to be able to go over and say hello to somebody because you know Soho in the day is very different. Soho in the night, you can in Soho in the night, there's no point in bothering talking to anyone because everybody's rat ass. Whereas in the daytime, you can just go over and say hello. You know, I've met, it's like running into old friends in Soho in the daytime. You have a lot more of a different conversation with them than you would in the night. So yeah, that's the thing, and it's good because I'm getting to a point where I'm. Um, confident enough in myself to be like if this person um doesn't take me up on my offer like even before we got to Soho Square we were having lunch on uh Tower Bridge like just by the river mm-hmm. and uh the way it, the way it was definitely looking at me for about five seconds and I don't know if it's because I was wearing like these big ridiculous like Chris Jenner sunglasses it was <laughs> <laughs> it was it was probably that but um I was just like, do you know what? I'm just going to go up to him afterwards. And I was just like, oh, hey, can I give you my number? And he was like, sorry, I have a boyfriend. So- oh, no. <laughs> no, but I was I was just like, okay, cool, don't worry about it. And then I honestly was not even a thought that entered my mind throughout the rest of the day. Yeah, but you, you know, you, you gave it a go and that's what's important. Oh, yeah, totally. And 
like I say, the confidence is just like not really that big of an issue for me now. No, wait, that's, that sounded that's, stupid. It's, well, I think it's more <laughs> difficult for gay people though, isn't it? Like it's harder for gay people because the dynamics that are involved with it, like people, I think in the, in gay world, people are not just going like, like in, in straight world, not that I'm in that in straight world, it's simple, like man, woman, do you like each other? Done, you know, yeah. whereas in gay world, there are so many other dynamics. It's like, not only is it like, do you fancy each other? First of all, because gays like to put on a lot of bravado around it and try and be mysterious more, I think. Yeah. Um, and they but also then have like, their specific cliques that they fancy. Exactly. Yeah. Is it a top and bottom situation? Is it like a tribe situation or bears and, or, you know, all these different right. things. And, um, and then, and then there's another one is, you know, which of my friends have you slept with? Because chances are you slept with one of them. <laughs> sometimes multiple ones. Oh, my God. Sometimes multiple at the same time. <laughs> okay, so just to come back to this whole flatmate thing, I did ask the followers and listeners, I'm uh-huh. not, not going to say readers no more, um, about their bad experiences with flatmates. Okay. And... One person put, um, we we shared a bathroom and she had the worst garbage smelling vagina odour that lingered. Oh my God. <laughs> that's horrific. I can speak one personal experience with this. Can you? Have you known someone that's had a smelly vagina? What does Not it smell smelly like? Va- I haven't known somebody with this. Oh, actually, I have known somebody with a smelly vagina who I lived with. Oh, that wasn't going to be the example that I used, actually. Um, The example I was going to use is the flat that I just moved from, one of the flatmates that I lived with. Um, I don't understand how somebody can shit for so long. He would be in the bathroom for about half an hour and (laughs) would produce, without fail, every single time, the most foul-smelling shit. I've ever smelt in my whole life, but every single day. And um, the way that I got around that was, first of all, I put um, one of those reed diffusers in the bathroom. And then when that failed and it just made no difference, I started buying really expensive air freshener sprays and leaving them all over the place. And I literally left it as a signal to be like, you stink, fucking spray this after you've been in there. And it worked. Oh. So if if your friend has got a soupy vagina, then you should leave really lovely smelling options for them to spray around and just encourage that they regularly spray them um, and maybe get some Vagisil. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it's a pH balance and she's got a yeasty muff. Yeah, it could. Oh, gosh. How could you not know if you had a yeast infection? I don't know how people couldn't know how their if their fanny smells. Yeah, um, I had it wasn't uh, quite as bad as that. I don't know actually. This flatmate was awful. Some guy that I stayed with in New York, mm-hmm. and honestly, Danny, he was like a completely split personality. So he was like complete Jekyll and Hyde, but right. just even on like so that was off putting anyway. But just on like the basic courtesy levels he would walk around the flat like belching farting and like leaving skids in the bowl so oh that's not the one 
Right. And I'm like, so when we're talking about like leaving like polite little clues, I'm like, what was I supposed to put the toilet brush on like the kitchen counter? (laughs) Because the toilet brush is where the toilet brush is meant to be. I would have to say something. Yeah. I would have to say something. I would have to say, listen, I'm sick of cleaning your shit out of the toilet. (laughs) But bearing in mind, this is... this Don't you think when somebody apartment. leaves when somebody leaves a big bowl of skiddies that um you feel like you have to clean it after you've been solely because if you don't, then the opinion might be that you did it? Oh my god, yes. That's why I always try to clear it off with my way. Yeah, that's a good one. A nice standy up way, get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's why that that's when being trans is a great tool. Um, so yeah, I don't even know if these people are like looking for advice. I think they're just telling us their worst experiences anyway, but... <laughs> okay, sure. Oh, it's not advice, it's just bad experiences. Oh, then we've all lived with a smelly person at one point or another. Yeah, we've all had or some sort of like bodily function issue. Yeah, for sure. Mine was the old smelly ass that I've just moved out of. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just reading the next one. Stop. This guy says, uh, I assume it's a guy, I really hope it's not a girl, but he says, I came I came home from work and found my housemate messed out and elbow deep in some guy. No. <laughs> oh my God. You know, um, I used to have this assistant, when I was still managing nightclubs, I had this assistant for a club I ran in Soho and she lived with a proper crystal queen and um it got to the point where he started having sex parties while she was at work and she used to have to bring her jewelry to work because people would just go in her room and go through her stuff like the men that he'd invite over oh my god i know it was so bad we had a friend like that he lived with this girl and we were always at his house partying and she would literally come home from work and there'd be like eight naked men in the kitchen and she'd be screaming. Oh my, in. would she? Yeah, she'd, or she, she would never scream because she was too timid for that, which is probably why he did it in the first place. How but, could you do that to someone? Yeah. <laughs> I could never do that to somebody. I could never make somebody that uncomfortable. Oh my God, can you imagine just a load of bloody naked muscle boys and when you come home, you've got your bags from Tesco in your hands. <laughs> I'd be like, great, I ain't got to get on Grinder tonight. <laughs> um, yeah, I couldn't do that. Absolutely not. Somebody else has put, my doormat, my, my doormate. Oh, my dorm mate. I was like, your doorman? <laughs> oh, doormate. So it's an American. Yeah, so like his college roommate vomited, yeah. vomited all over our tiny bathroom and left it like that. I discovered it a whole day later. Uh, do you know what the smell of vomit is enough to make you vomit isn't it well when it's been there for a day yeah fermenting fermenting yeah and imagine he's just had like a proper hearty meal oh god he's blown his cottage pie all over the bathroom floor (laughs) oh rotten i don't think they have cottage pie in america but uh what's it called there like um like um his cheese grits he put his <laughs> cheese grits all over the floor. His condominium pie. <laughs> Is that what it's called? <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm lying. I just made it up. Um, oh, I was just sure. What the yeah, fuck that's that? Oh, my God. If somebody threw up all over my floor, I'd be livid. That's rancid. Isn't it? Yeah, that's really bad. I couldn't be dealing. The smell of sick is... Because the smell of sick smells hot. 
Don't you think it smells warm? Well, the thing is, if the room gets warm, then that hot... Oh. Yeah, that's when sick. Oh really my god, you know it's when you you and I have both been in New York for long periods of time. Were you there um during the summer? Yeah, or it was like spring when I, I come back in the summer. Oh my god, can you imagine the New York heat with <laughs> vomit on your bathroom floor for twenty four hours? Yeah, nasty. Oh, your horrible, horrible dorm mate. <laughs> Trash and scum, and I say that with no regret. No grace and decorum. Um, so then this other boy has put, I used to live in halls with this girl who was a complete mess. Full story in the DM. So I haven't actually read this, but... Oh my God, I love that you're reading it for the first time on, on this. Yeah, so we'll... Uh, and do you know what? If it's shit, then we'll just stop it halfway through. Like, you know when Graham Norton kicks the people off the chair? <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, and it's like your story... Shall, sh- I, make, shall I make an eh-eh noise <laughs> if it's crap? Okay. Yeah. Um, so I had this flatmate who I lived with in uni halls, uh, and she was a recluse. She never came into the kitchen and we never saw her. She actively avoided the rest of us living in this flat. The only reason I even knew she lived in the flat was we got forced into a group chat before moving in where she introduced herself and she would blast the shittiest music at full volume. It was the greatest showman soundtrack and Taylor Swift on repeat. She once was getting back to the flat at the same time as me and I waited to hold the door open for her and the girl actually pretended not to live in the flat just so she didn't have to interact with me. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my God, what a weirdo. Oh, gosh, yeah. That was is a... that the end of the story? Yeah. Oh, my God, I, sh- I wish I'd have uh uh-uh, that. Yeah, that is so... a shit story, babe. But do you know what? I got confused because there was another one, but then it suddenly goes, I had this other flatmate, so I'm like, that's the start of another story. Oh, no, your first one was shit. You don't get a second a second chance, sorry. Oh, this one actually is better. Maybe we should just swap them. Oh, wait, this one's Okay, disgusting. read it. Go on, go on, read it then. <laughs> I, <laughs> I had this other flatmate who used to cook with fish heads all the time, but she... But she'd never throw them away or take the bins out. She would leave them in this cardboard box and then, like, there would be maggots eventually. Oh my god! Are we sure that this isn't the same person who said that their flatmate's vagina smells, and they haven't just gotten it all confused? <laughs> yeah, imagine they thought it was their vagina, and they're like, "Oh no, she was just cooking with fish head." She's just cooking a fish head soup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It just makes me. It really humours me, the fact that this girl, she's just chilling in a dorm and she's cooking with a full-blown fish like she works at, like, the, the butchers or wherever. The butchers? What <laughs> <laughs> is it called? Um, the Amongas? I used to live with this man um, and he... This isn't nearly as bad as a fish head, but you know that I don't eat meat. Um, and um, he used to... Say if he bought, like chicken or some sort of I don't know what meat I I don't even know meats anymore but like just that big hunk of meat and he used like half of it he would just put it in the fridge with no cover on it and it would just sit there for days and I used to just every time I'd open the fridge I'd be like so gross just fucking open meat just sat there dying oh god horrible dying for it you're dying for it (laughs) <laughs> Pooja, what is this behaviour? 
<laughs> but he used to not cover all of his food, though. He used to open a block of cheese and then just put the ch- block of cheese back in the fridge with no wrapper on it. Oh, my God. Isn't that sociopath behaviour? Cheese, you have to, because it's just going to go mouldy unless you're eating yeah, that. He- Jeez. He used to do it with all everything. Time. All the food was all the food that he had was just taken out of the wrappers and put back in with no wrappers on. I hated it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what I mean, it, it's just weird, isn't it? Yeah, it was horrible. Oh gosh, like certain things, yes, yeah, smells. It's just it's gonna be a common one, isn't it? So we've got one more and then we've got to pick a winner. Okay. Um this one is actually quite bad okay um so this person says when i developed a disability and couldn't walk my flatmates got mad because i didn't take out the trash oh my god isn't that just cunty oh god yeah sorry i was waiting for something more i feel like i'm 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 wait always waiting no that's (laughs) just fucking horrible that's not even like gross that's just horrible yeah so who's the winner my, I would say out of all of those stories, my winner would be the crystal queen with the fist up his ass. Oh my God, that's my winner too. Yeah. Well done, Tina. <laughs> well done, <laughs> Tina. And, and Tina actually wins a free one month subscription to the Cocktails and Cock Talk membership site. Oh my God, there was an actual winner of it. I'm yeah. amazing. Yeah, so I'm going to do like little competitions, most episodes, I think. Um, maybe that's not... so cute yeah and i think it's just fun like people have funny stories as well like just as much as us if um, you're looking for more prizes to be donated i'll donate a picture of my left nipple oh my god amazing not that everybody in the london nightlife scene hasn't already seen all of my nipples <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all four of them <laughs> hasn't seen my udders <laughs> um yeah and so yeah, if you want to get involved with that, then just watch the cocktails and cock talk stories. Um, that's where I'll be posting them for you to respond, and where we'll get our responses. Yay! And yeah, so oh my god, I wanted to ask you as well before we go, Danny. Tell us a bit more about um, not a phase, which is the charity that you started. Uh, me and Darren did speak about it on. I know me and Mark spoke about it. Oh, did you? I haven't yeah. heard. Yeah, no, me and Mark. Was it, it was me and, it was me on Mark me on might be me and Darren. Oh, I haven't heard. Do you know what? I've been so bad at my podcast listening game recently, but I will. I'll have a listen. Thank you so much. Yeah. So um, basically, um, we I think I've spoken before about like the government legislation on here and what's trying to be passed. So the the Conservative Equalities Minister is trying to pass bill that would stop under eighteen trans people being able to gain access to healthcare as well as trying to to enforce what they call the Single Sex Spaces Act, which is basically would prevent me from being able to go into the women's bathrooms, would prevent trans men from going into changing rooms for men. Oh, my God, what is happening? Hold on, you've completely cut out. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, it's taken me off of one again. Hang on. What is going on with this? Do you know what? I think my I need a phone update. I've ha- I've had my phone for bloody three years. Okay, how's that? Is that better? Yeah, that's better. Where did you hear up to? Um, like trans men in their single sex spaces. Sure. Okay. Um. 
So, and it would prevent trans men from being able to act men's spaces. There's a lot of things that are going on with the trans community, both in the UK and internationally, that we're finding it really, really difficult at the moment. And off the back of all of the pain of it, what the the way it actually started was my best friend, Jackie, who has been my mate since I was 14. So we've been friends for a really long time. Um, she put, she designed this thing on a computer that said, not a, not a phase, support trans youth. And she put it on a, t- like a, a third party t-shirt company, where, which printed to order. And she sold a load of t-shirts. She sold hundreds of t-shirts doing it. And all of the money went to Mermaids, which is a great, great charity that helps trans kids and their families gain access to mental health support, um, medication, lots of different things. They do great work for the community. And um, and then as it progressed and public figures started coming out in support of it, such as J.K. Rowling and other, other notable figures, I was finding it really, really hard. And I found myself in a real p- position of like just upset and anger. I was crying a lot over it. And so I spoke to Jackie about it and I said, I want to do something with not a phase. Let's make not a phase something because mermaids are amazing and they support trans youth, but we also need to support trans lives as a whole. So we kind of embarked on this thing and, and decided that we would set up our own charity that would support all trans people. And what we are, um, what we're now doing is helping trans people get into mainstream work. And the rate, the way that we're doing that is doing running corporate education services where we educate companies on how to, um, how to employ trans people, how to recruit trans people. And with the money that we, that we gain from that, as well as the t-shirt sales and the donations, we are also investing into trans owned businesses across the UK and help support them in flourishing. There's, there's a company called Slick It Back. They do great um, underwear for trans people, which is really different to normal underwear. And they haven't got the best sewing machines and they haven't got the best space and they could do with an extra set of hands so we can help them. And there's loads of great causes that could really, really do with just a bit of a boost. And that's what we're aiming to do. That alongside, there's loads of stuff we're doing. So we're running... um, we're running sewing workshops for trans people so they can learn to sew, go and work within the fashion industry. We are, um, I'm going to be looking at running, um, obviously my background's in recruitment and HR. I'm going to be running workshops on how to write a CV, on how to interview, how to present yourself at the interview, loads of stuff. A lot of it is focused around work um, and helping people, Um, avoid being marginalized into sex work. We're not anti-sex work and we think that sex workers are completely valid, but a lot of trans people go into sex work, not by choice, but through necessity to put food on their table. And we want to try and make a world in the UK, especially where trans people have the option to do whatever they want and they can dream as big as they want. Yeah. So that's just a part of what we're up to and um and we're doing loads of other services to support trans people we've got lots in the works i'd love to start a um a an lgbtq plus recovery meeting you know that i'm sober and it's a really big part of my life now and i'd love to create a safe space for people to get sober there's loads of things that we're really really excited about in the future and we're already in partnership with great brands we've got a full content partnership with misguided we've had the backing from victoria beckham um 
as well as loads of great companies that we're doing stuff with. So to raise all of the money, we're also selling our T-shirts, which have become a little bit of an Instagrammable thing. And we've got lots of great collaborations coming up with designers. We did one with Babes, which sold out. Um, and I can say this now because it, we're going to release it tomorrow. Ooh, but we've exclusive. got exclusive we we've got a collaboration coming out with patrick church who's a huge gay designer and he created um this underwear and swimwear last year that became cult across america like every popular influencer on um uh, that is gay in america wore his swimwear last year he, he, he hand paints all of the leather jackets that the um the people in queer eye um wear you do you know who i mean anthony yeah yeah i know patrick church yeah yeah, and so Patrick's done us an amazing print to do it, to put on our T-shirts. So we're releasing our Patrick Church collab tomorrow. We've got lots more LGBTQ plus collabs coming up. And we're working towards one big cause, which is to help support trans lives across the UK. So, and so how that's can, what I'm up to. How, how can people like get behind it? What's the best thing The best do? way Obviously, currently... Uh, buying your t-shirts through the instagram which is at not a phase org yeah correct not a phase org is our instagram you can buy our t-shirts and you can buy our face masks we do really cool face masks too um or you can visit our website which is www.notaphase.org those are the best ways to currently get behind us we are um, there's also a donate button on our page and then if you look at our Instagram, it's full of resources and information all in a fun, bite-sized, easy-to-understand way for people to get behind it. Just share it and just share all the content. Show your friends, send it out to your follower base, buy a T-shirt, have the conversations with people and really get behind your trans community. You know, there are so many people I've found frustration with within the gay community over the last few months because... When if this if the tables were turned and gay people were being dis, were, were being at a disadvantage that trans people currently are, then the first people to fight for gay people would be trans people. So we really need our um, the other members of the LGBTQ community to get behind us and 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 shout about it because and in that reality, includes the lesbians and the bisexuals too. Absolutely, because gay voices are louder than trans voices in terms of status, mm, and we really need we really need people to share and share and share and buy the t-shirts and donate and talk about us and share the information. It's so important, and we really are trying to do big things for our community. Well, it's a great cause. Thank and, you. Um, obviously, we will do whatever we can to support you at, the, at the CNC Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, guys, that is concluding our episode. I just want to take a moment. I just want to take a moment, guys. Can we all take a moment to thank the supporters of the podcast? <laughs> Sorry, I was like, what am I doing right now? I just suddenly forgot. The supporters of the podcast, uh, anybody who is on a silver tier or higher on the membership, which is part of Cocktails and Cock Talk, which is on the website and the Instagram page sometimes, and anyone who's on the gold or silver tiers, they get shout outs on the podcast, uh, along with lots of other benefits like access to a not safe for work uh, daily dick feed. <laughs> I'm like, how can I say that when take myself seriously? Um, but yeah, if you go to Cocktails and Cock Talk, there are lots of um, 
benefits that you can get through there. So without further ado, the producers of this week's episode are Shannon Jarvis and Peter England. Thank you guys so much. Arsehole. And the other names on our list are Mickam C. Nasty bitch of a girl. Paul Shepherd. Very phony. Very naughty. Very rotten. Ian Cogbill. Horrible, horrible girl. Chris Botha. Filth. Joseph Casco. Trash and scum. And I say that with no regret. Robert Marim and Eugene Barnes. Chicken livered shits. Thank you guys so much. And yeah, like I say, if you want to be part of that uh, membership thing and you want some shout outs and extra episodes of the podcast, me and Mark just recorded one last week that uh, is going up probably tomorrow. So before this comes out um, and it was wild. It was a <laughs> it was definitely more wild than the the usual podcast. I had to bleep out a fair few names there because the tea was spilt. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Love you all. And we will speak to you next week. Bye, babe. Bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. Bye. Um, all done? Yeah, yeah, I think we're good. Amazing. All right, gorgy one. I'll talk to you in a bit. Yeah, okay then. Speak to you soon.